This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. This is the Eric Lee Show on WSLY 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Hour number two. Well, we didn't know if we'd have a show today. We did. No, uh, no Cardinals early game today. Thanks, mm-hmm. thanks to the Yankees sweeping the Indians. The Cardinals play here in a couple hours. Mm-hmm. We get a show in. There is no show tomorrow, but there is. Mm-hmm. Tune in all right. day, six all to day. six. Nineteenth annual WSOI Community Food Drive. Um, one of the biggest things that happens by this community for this community uh, in the year, which is amazing. Um, you know, when when awards have been won, Brian and the crew they do a great job of saying, "Man, there's no way." But this is just a few people putting this on because nothing happens without a very generous community. So, right. Uh, amazing, amazing day. No matter, even if it does have to take a step back, but hopefully, hopefully it doesn't. I mean, we, we take a step back as far as the number of bodies that are going to be there, but hopefully not financially. People mm-hmm. are able to give and, and, uh, and bring in, bring in just the, the same amount of, uh, of help. Hey, did he say how, how did that start? How did that begin? Kevin and Brian Kevin, just 19 right. years ago said, let's do a food drive. Let's do a food drive. Yeah. 19 years later is the, one of the greatest things that yeah, has happened to 16, the 16 years later, they bring in a million pounds of food. <laughs> and, uh, and it continues on, marches awesome. on. And, uh, awesome. we, we, we take, we, you know, we do a good job of taking care of people around. Right, right. And there are a lot of people that have utilized food banks that have gone to give back, that have maybe gone from giving to needing. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, that's okay, especially that's okay. nowadays. Right. We start our second hour. By the way, our uh, our hourly sponsors. Um, we don't technically have any on Thursday. If you'd like to become an hourly sponsor on Thursdays, uh, contact our phenomenal sales crew four two eight ten fifty. We'll get you to the front desk. Uh, but because we don't have one today and we don't have a, an actual Eric Lee show tomorrow, we give the love to Dale Southwick Pharmacy, uh, Coley's Corner Drugs, and Boreal Offices. Our hourly sponsors, just kind of getting you through these two hours and. Bonus in them since we won't have a show tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back at it on Monday, though, and they'll be our hours one and two sponsors. But Dale Southwick Pharmacy in South Shores, Coley's Corner Drugs in Forsyth. Uh, of course, friends helping friends, all your pharmaceutical needs, and a great couple great places to do some shopping. Uh, great gift ideas as well. Got some grocery options in the Forsyth uh, store at Coley's. And then Boreal Offices, specializing in bankruptcy, family law, divorce. A lot of things you don't want to have to call a lawyer for, but they're there for you when you need them. 422-2400. Also downtown Decatur. And we get to start hour two every, uh, every Thursday. We check in with the Herald Review sports writer, Joey Wagner. And, uh, you know, Joey getting, you know, got a little something to do now the last few weeks. We've got Big Ten football coming. I believe Big Ten basketball date's been announced. Joey, you, you, uh, starting to get lost in the work again? We're getting there. Yeah. And, uh, kind of hit fast, but obviously it's a good, I don't want to call it a problem, but a good, good thing to be dealing with. Yeah. Absolutely. Football, have we hit that quiet period where they're just working now? Yeah, they're, this today was their second day in pads at training camp. And, you know, look, we're not going to learn a lot after two days, really. And you're not allowed to be there. We can't, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're just, you know, there's some, some bigger themes, you know, that position groups you can look at or, you know, things along those lines. But it's definitely not the same as obviously being at the practice fields or, you know, yeah. in the stadium watching what they're what they're doing. 
So second day in practice is October 1st. Normally, what would have been the second day of practice? Like about, about two months, about, about August 10th-ish? Yeah, some, maybe August. Let's see, they started training camp at first. First training camp, version one, uh, that first week, full week of August, the third, fourth, fifth. So somewhere around that time and now so, 2.0 started yeah. really in earnest this week. So ballpark of two months behind. About that, yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you think they're good? Do you think they're, is it ever going to just feel like a football season or is the whole year going to have that quirky feel? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it'll feel like it a little bit, I guess, when, when you're actually seeing football. But I think in the back of my mind, at least, it's, you know, how, how long is this going to happen? Are there going to be suspended games because of yeah. a test either in Champaign or or an opponent that either Illinois has played or will play? So that that feels like, to me, it's all, you know, you kind of you hold your breath a little bit for nine weeks to see if you're going to get all the way through it because it's such a, and there's really not a lot of wiggle room, if any wiggle room. Yeah. And, you know, it's also just not going to feel – it's going to be a weird feeling, I guess, in, in stadiums with no one there except for some family of players. It, it is So, yeah, so, I mean, all those things said just alone, it's going to feel weird. And normally the season's over around Thanksgiving, right? I mean, I, I believe the Big Ten championship game is either the first or second weekend of December, typically. Uh, yeah, and, and for, that, you know, the regular season ends against Northwestern every year. That's always a Saturday after the high school state. Yeah championship game and now it's going to be on the 12th so we're a couple weeks later but you know who knows what those couple weeks will bring i i just i was trying to figure out are, are we going to have a couple weeks of insane cold we could we i mean we, we definitely could but it, it might but it might not be that different than the end of some seasons anyway yeah i mean that's the thing usually it's that you know last year i remember that northwestern game in champagne was was a miserable rainy cold you know, yeah. windy day. If, if I'm remembering right, Eric and DeKalb, a couple of days before we were up there for Central A&M, it wasn't particularly a delightful <laughs> weather experience for us. So, yeah. It's, Some of us are inside the booth and we don't remember. <laughs> yeah. uh, the game might not have been very delightful. Uh, but but going to Rutgers on November 14th, going to Nebraska on November 21st, uh, it might be better than going there December 5th and 12th. Or or it, it might just be miserable. Uh, it might be miserable there already anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's Rutgers, I, I probably lean towards just being on the East Coast, maybe a little more brisk, but Nebraska's in the Midwest. So, I mean, it's don't know, man. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I, I kind of just bring that up on, on the weirdness of the season because how, how, what are the chances it's completely unpredictable? Like, you can look on paper and go, these are teams one through 14, and just how much will that shake up? And it could shake up a lot. I mean, it it, could, empty stadiums could, no could loosen kids up or, or, I don't know. It, it could, it could, there's some kids that might make them a little tighter. You know, a college athlete is not going to necessarily handle everything the way that a professional athlete has been able to do in a, in these weird circumstances. Well, and what's it going to look like? I mean, you know, those injuries that are one or two weeks and, you know, maybe you can work some rest around the bye week in a normal season, you know, a soft tissue injury. There's, there's no bye weeks, right? So, I yeah. mean, it, depth is really going to play a role. In terms of, of injuries, and, and also just if there's positive tests, and one or two or a handful of players have to have yeah. to miss 21 days. I mean, a positive test is 21 days out of three games. And then also, professional athletes want to get paid. Mm-hmm. College athletes, mm-hmm. they're doing they're doing the duties right now because they want to play. But if you're one and four, and there's that meeting down, or there's that uh, that party down the road, honeys are jumping. 
I don't know, are, are, are they are they going to keep making the right decision? You know, you could see outbreaks in college. Like in my head, I'm like, it, it, especially bad teams. I just think it's going to explode at some point, but but hopefully not. We'll see. Yeah, it's going to be a test. I mean, it, it's really a test of, of patience, and you know, it probably helps. I would say maybe having some older teams who you know, didn't really play three years, especially you know, look at a case like Illinois. I, I don't think a lot of those guys who have been playing for three or four years played three or four years just to, to watch it get yeah. in the way because of a couple irresponsible decisions. And, you know, that's the elephant in the room with all of this is you're asking unpaid, unpaid college athletes to, you know, follow these. To act like a professional. Yeah. Even if, even if there's – even if you're a player – I mean, it could be a couple players that have no chance at ever being a professional. And and they could be seniors, and this is their college experience on top of it. I mean, honestly, if a, if a kid went to a couple parties – it's hard to even fault them. You know, it's like it's going to be really hard to, to, to avoid this, although right now it's just eight weeks, two months, and then party all you want in the second semester because, uh, you know, there's nothing else to wait for, I guess. Right. So maybe that'll be the case. And then plus, a lot of those parties will be fizzled out because, you know, you're going to be on breaks. You're going to have Thanksgiving break. You're going to have finals. You're going to have Christmas break starting, I suppose. Uh, and if you're good, I think that'll be a lot easier too. And I'm not just talking about Illinois, you know. Because uh, one team's decision could affect another team, could affect every team in the conference. You've seen it with Houston, right? I mean, exactly. Houston had to start the season four times, and through no fault of their own, they've not started the season. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers aren't playing this on Monday, and through no fault of through no fault of their own. And you're right. You mentioned the the breaks. The season starts on October 24th, and Thanksgiving break will be about a month later, give or take, right? And then they're not. It, my understanding is a lot of schools are not bringing students back until the first of 2021 yeah why not so, just do those finals at home yeah. that's that's the thought and you know especially we talked about it a lot with college basketball but the same thing exists that quasi bubble exists for college football uh side note the white Sox have walked in back-to-back runners the a's now lead the white Sox four to three so what a just, yeah. what a, just keeping people updated uh basketball do we, we got a date do we get a date for games or a date for practice we know that they can start in. Boy, uh, you're in testicles. Oh, that's okay. I at November 24th at Black. Mm, uh, the day before Thanksgiving, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is the official start date of practice uh, of games. Of games. Oh, okay. Of games. That's when games are able to be started. That's the 25th. And the 25th. Thank you. And then practices, I believe, can start. With, I want to say within a week or two. Again, I apologize. It's been a little bit since That's I okay. yeah. look at the college basketball dates. But we're getting there. We're getting there. We still don't know a schedule for the Big Ten. You know, the, the these mid or multi-team events, these tournaments that kick off the season. Well, what's are, the plan? What's the plan for the season anyway? Are, are they are they trying to bubble? Are they going to play non-conference teams first? I mean, is that sounds they, like non-conference will probably the, the big thing is get these Big Ten games in. Sounds like. You know, I've seen a report that it's still going to be 20 Big Ten games. So that's, you know, especially in the Big Ten, right? It's a loaded conference. Yeah. That's awfully important. And then I think if things go well, maybe circle back and get some of those non-conference games. But I just saw that Gonzaga and Baylor were, you know, they they had set a game in Indianapolis in December. So I think it's, you know, there's still, you know, it doesn't seem like there's a blanket, really, to say, okay, everybody play your conference first and then come back to non-conference, though. A lot of bouncing around, especially with these multi-team events. These things are really, really, really tough to plan around. And you know, Illinois was supposed to be at the Emerald Coast Classic. That's not happening. So we'll be curious. Will Illinois go somewhere? Will 
And we've seen, like, Duke is bringing in a handful of schools to play two games in kind of a Duke bubble. Well, That's exactly know, what I was like going to say. Like, what, what doesn't every good to every team that can do it try to bring in eight to ten teams into a bubble for a week and just schedule against three or four of those teams and, and just run through, you know, you know, especially at a school like Illinois who's doing testing. You know, you, you'd think that it'd be easy to put – it would look like just many tournaments, but don't make them tournaments. Um, just have them be individual games, you know, and they're just not you – know, it feels like that would be easy to do right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the same, but – Non-conference, too. You know, you have Illinois bring in uh, Indiana State and, you know, whoever you want to bring in somewhat close. I, I don't care if they're D2 teams. You're just trying to bring in, bring in teams that are testing – um, that that you feel safe around and play four games in seven days and have a rotating schedule and I it, it just seems like that 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 should be what they're planning on. Is this? Do you feel like they're they're prepared? The NCAA wasn't prepared for football at all. Yeah, I feel like the basketball's in way better shape. They've got a, they've got a figurehead at the top and Dan Gavitt and having somebody who's actually in charge. I mean, Mark Emmert with football you know, went away. He didn't, that wasn't something he was interested in dealing with. Yeah, yeah. And it was conference by conference. And that's why we saw the big 10 Mac, all, all the conferences went away and came back. And, you know, basketball's got one person in charge or a group of people in charge, I, I should say. And that, I mean, we've just seen in the fact that it looks like things have been fairly organized outside of the scheduling, which is a total complete and total mess for every school. Yeah. Just because of these tournaments, so, yeah, I mean, I think there should be a confidence about basketball just because there's a couple of people in charge kind of pointing things in the right direction. Yeah. Um, you're looking for, what is, what's the big question in your mind for Illinois basketball? Is it waiting and seeing how they're going to, what the starting lineup's going to look like, or just wait and see how they play together, and, you know, the, how much time for the young guys? What's in, what's in your head that you can't wait to find out? And maybe, maybe it's games, maybe it's practice you find out. Well, you want to see, obviously, Adam Miller and Andre Corbello, right? I mean, you want to see how Illinois incorporates two guards and a pretty guard-heavy team. And I say guard-heavy, they're good guards. I would assume uh, Trent Frazier. So you, you want to see that. That's something I'm really excited to see. I can I can make an argument today to put Adam Miller in the starting lineup whenever the season starts. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll see what Brad wants to do. The other kind of big question I have is how good are these two sit-out transfers Austin Hutcherson and Jacob Grandison, Brad's been really high on them for a year now. I mean, they had a whole year with the strength coach, Adam Fletcher. They've, you know, learned the scout team. They, they know the system. Will they be able to come in and be ready to go? And, you know, it sounds like there's optimism there, but you should never know until you get into a game. Yeah. And then Georgie, what, what, what are you going to get out of Georgie last year? Is a, just not as good as his freshman year, a little bit of a down year for him. You know, it looked to me like they kind of figured it out and having him and Kofi not on the floor as much together. Sure. And Georgie going to be the backup. Sure. But, I mean, at some point, right, you come into and you're kind of looking and searching and, and trying to pick out issues. This is the reality. This is just an incredibly deep roster, a talented roster, a versatile roster, the best in Champagne since 2005. So you got to name three things, but questions like I guess a big question far down the list. Big question is going to be who are going to be the odd men out, and and maybe they're going to play their way into that. We might not know till January. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, look, it's a good problem to have when you're searching there for sure. Say, Boy, can these two freshmen come in and be an impact on a team that's probably going to open 
in the top seven in the country. You know, I mean, if you're looking at that, it's, yeah. it's pretty good. And somebody's going to transfer away. Somebody's going to get bad. They're, they're going to leave. They might not play at all this year. You know, who will that be? You know, very good chance. But, hey, I want to flip you to high school real quick because you did a story last week about football teams using their contact days. Anybody impress you? I only made a couple stops, to, uh, three stops, I guess, and so I, I didn't see a whole lot. I mean, I stopped out at St. Teresa. There's, there's about a thousand running backs. It's, it's unbelievable how many <laughs> really, really talented running backs. A thousand running backs, and they don't need more than the two that we're hearing about. I mean, well, somebody's got to finish our, the forty-point blowout games, I guess. Denim Cooks, our player of the year, and you know he's only a junior. And I know Mark's talk, Mark Ramsey's spoken highly of Zeke Lewis. You know, we saw Zeke run. Really? really, really hard wow. last year. And then, of course, Christian Harper, the, the sophomore who, you know, I mean, physically looks big enough that he can go in there. And I mean, I know he just dominated in, in freshman and JV games last year. They're high on him. So a good problem to have for St. T. I was out at Warrensburg. And, you know, look, Warrensburg's bringing back effectively the entire offense, mm, that's nice. which is really, really good news. Jackson Cook, the receiver, said Braden Matthews has looked really good in these contact days. Mount Zion's Mount Zion. I've been high on Christian Cahey since the first time I saw him when, when Etherton yeah. kind of pointed him my way, and we're starting to see some recruiting interest come in for him. So, you know, I, I think Mount Zion, uh, the long-winded way to circle back to this is they lose Sage Davis. Or they had a really good line they lose, lost pieces of, and you think, ooh, what's it going to look like? And I don't. I, I think they're going to be awfully good. Ashton Summers is our quarterback, right? It's been a while since I've talked about these guys. Yeah, he's in his third year. I mean, it's yeah. he's really been around. He, he put a lot of work into getting better. Made a huge step last from sophomore to junior year. Huge step. I mean, he is, he's been working. I talked to, to people about him. He, he's been working really, really hard to get better. Nice. He, nice. He's an awfully good quarterback, and he's got a lot of people to throw it to. We're used to Mount Zion turning around, handing it off, and just breaking you down with their running game. But they, they can really, really air it out this year. Now, you didn't mention MacArthur, who I think is the number two team in the area that we're going to be talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know, they, they obviously hadn't been doing contact days. Right, right. Uh, parted, parted. But look, I mean, yeah, I, I over. I guess I didn't mention it because I, I didn't visit out there. But yeah, that's boy, right. are they good? They're, they're they're really really good, man. And O'Marion Slaw might be the most underrated player in the county. I I don't know how to say it fairly. Is St. Teresa even money? <laughs> Even money to win the conference? Are, are they just that far ahead? Are, I guess are they that I far ahead? So. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think, think so too. So. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's a stretch to say. I, I think, you know, it might be less than even money. Prevailing thought. They, they might, they might be two. They might be one to two. I mean, I, just, I, I can't, I can never speak for Tuscola because I, you know, I'm not so buried in Tuscola that I know about what happens in the off season. We know Jalen Quinn's a stud. Is he still playing football? Uh, no. Would be a question I'd always ask, but uh, he's not. He's not. Okay, big, big difference there now. So, because you know, all the Division One officers are, come, are pouring in for him, I, I assume that's why, right? Yeah, I think it's focused for on basketball. basketball. Yeah. And, and look, that, I should circle back. That was the case when, when he and I chatted when we thought this was still going to happen in the fall. I okay. don't necessarily think I anticipate that changing. Yeah, but. you never know. He could change his mind any time. But it's funny. The Denim Cook story is funny because he might be a Division One defensive player. <laughs> uh, so if he wanted to concentrate on that, they've got the running backs. Uh, who knows? They're, this St. Teresa team is going to be as as good as any I can remember. It's loaded. I mean, I, you know, the line they, they look. You know, I saw a little bit. Look, you can't really see much without pads, but it was still some good size. Not like they were a small offensive line. And look, there's still Maroa, right? I mean, Maroa Forsyth is still 
They have Wade Joseph coming back. Bryson Bowes yeah. looks in, I mean, just incredible shape. Cade Cole, Ben Gilbert, they always have the skill guys. They always have the defense. They're always really, really good and a really, really good conference in the Sagamo. I mean, they're, they're going to be super good, too. I mean, you look it, at MacArthur. It's a big three. Maroa. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big three with MacArthur. Maroa. I mean, you, you, you touched on Warrensburg and Mount Zion. Second place in, in the CIC is up for grabs. So why not, why not, why not us can be Warrensburg? Why not us could be Meridian? You know, I think second place is, is wide open. Yeah, and as open as it's been, you know, I was just thinking about this, Eric. You know, I don't know how much time I got. I don't care. We're good. Um, you know, I was watching football on Saturday, and just like, oh, there's Jacardier Wright. Oh, there's Hunter Woodard. And, I, and I've talked to coaches about this in the past. And I've this is my fourth year, I think, coming into high school football in this area. That CIC in the 2017-2018 season, where you had Jacardier Wright, yeah. I think he. And that was a really good team. And Tuscola was really good going to state with Hunter Woodard and, you know, all the talent they had there. You had the Lewis twins at Warrensburg. You had the, the A&M, the senior class that just graduated was starting to come into yep. to its own. And holy, yeah, God, that was a really, really good stretch of CIC football. And Bo Brandy, I, I ignored Bo Brandy. Yeah. I think he was starting at, at Southern. Like, wow, yeah. that, when you step back on it and, it was really good. This is as open as I remember second place, I think. Being yeah, second place. It's like everybody's rebuilding, retooling, or or we're starting to see transitions like Meridian uh, under uh, you know Micah Shepard. We're starting to see them transition to maybe being com- more competitive consistently. But so everybody's and don't in- sleep on A&M. They lost a lot, but, I, I mean, I, I, know, I know they're happy with the younger kids they have in the program and there's, there's classes coming that it might not be – you know, look, in repeating anything they had with that senior class. Uh, I mean, that's a generational senior class. I'll just be honest. I'm I'm fast asleep on A and M just because of how much they lost. I don't know how you can replace that. Now you can replace that and be a playoff team. Uh, you just got to get to work. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about being good enough to be second just because every skill player they got all the touches. So I mean, it, we we get to learn a whole new set of dudes, which is always fun. Joey, we appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, guys. Appreciate it. We could do that forever with Joey Wagner. If you missed any of that, it'll be available at NaughtyCater.com. As always, our uh, chats about sports go inside the locker room, courtesy of Brink Carter Realtors. Uh, you've got a couple sections. You can go see that interview, but but definitely had to uh, see hear all of our sports interviews at the Inside the Locker Room uh, with Brink Carter section of our podcast page at NaughtyCater.com. We're going to get a break. And uh, on the way to uh, first, yeah, we've got to get a break. So here's some news, and we'll hit some weather when we come back. I'm Rich Dennison. COVID-19 economic relief talks continue in Washington between House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. That so far have not reached an agreement on another round of coronavirus-related stimulus spending. We are not finished, I'm hopeful, uh, but we do come at it from two different places. Pelosi says Democrats still intend to vote on a scaled-down relief bill totaling more than $2 trillion. Fox's Jared Halpern on Capitol Hill. The number of Americans filing new unemployment claims last week remaining fairly steady at 837,000. Levels are down significantly from March when there were 6.9 million claims in a single week. Airlines, cruise lines, restaurants, theme parks, and manufacturers have recently announced layoffs. The Labor Department releases the September employment report tomorrow. Fox's Jenny Casola. America is listening to Fox News.
O'Shea Builders has been providing Central Illinois with high-quality commercial construction services since the turn of the century. No, not this century. Last century. Since 1900, 120 years of experience to get your commercial project done the right way. O'Shea can handle all of your commercial construction projects, from simple building repairs to new construction. You can visit their office on East North Street across from the ADM Training Center or visit O'ShaeBuilders.com. That's O-S-H-E-A to get started today. Hiring can be challenging, but ZipRecruiter makes it fast and easy. We talked to Monica Starks, who needed to hire for her company, GS Group. As the owner of a construction company, finding the right people is a very difficult task. So I use ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds the right people for your job and actively invites them to apply. With ZipRecruiter, we've hired everyone from accountants to project managers to field scientists. And now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. While your garage door has probably worked for many years without noticeable trouble, many homeowners make the mistake of not having their garage doors regularly inspected and maintained. This lack of maintenance can lead to inconveniences, like being stranded inside or out of your garage, and costly emergency repairs or frequent technician visits. Don't let this happen to you. Instead, just give Mid-State Overhead Doors a call at 422-8030. That's 422-8030. Three-day weather forecast brought to you by the Rev. Courtney Carson. Take it away. This is your WSOY three-day forecast brought to you by O'Shea Builders. Today, a 20% chance of showers after 3 p.m. and windy, otherwise mostly Sunday with a high near 64. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 41. On Friday, mostly sunny with a high near 58. On Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 62. This is your WSOY three-day forecast brought to you by O'Shea Builders, born to build. This is the Eric Lee Show on WSOY 1340 AM and 103.3 FM, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. This is an easy move. (laughs) Do it one more time. Every time I hear this, I think of the Glee scene. Have you seen Have you seen Glee? Yeah, but I, I don't remember it. It's when he tries out for kicker, and then he does. He has to dance to this in order to make the yeah. kick. Yeah, that, that was when Glee started to jump the shark for me. Yeah. <laughs> when they're dancing on the field, uh, and uh, Chris oh, Kofi man. is the kicker for the football team. Chris Kofi. Kofer or whatever. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny when that song come on, everybody start dancing, even the males. <laughs> well, this is all the single ladies. I like that move, man. That's, shit, that, that's, the, that's the easy move. It's weirder when you're sitting. But. <laughs> I had the video. It, it was good. <laughs> oh man. All we uh, uh obviously uh, Joey Wagner. We get talking to get pretty pumped up for sports, but mm-hmm. uh, boy, if we want sports to return normally, we. We got to get this stuff locked in here. Mm-hmm. We got to get the get ourselves under control. Uh, get these numbers under control. Whether whether you like them, love them, hate them, believe in them, don't believe them, think it's a hoax, whatever it is. Until these numbers are in control, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. So we've got to uh, get our get our minds around uh, some some returns to to, to to rough ways, and hope that uh, 
hope that people are coming along and masking up and trying to get, get rid of these numbers. Right, um, right, right. we got to start trending back to the good. <laughs> For real. It is not trending to the good. <laughs> not so, at all. Not at all. Uh, obviously, lots of threats and fears that, that we go back to, to, to higher levels of warning. I know the uh, the city, and we've got a business mm-hmm. alert out there from the mayor and, and yep. the county board chairman, Kevin Greenfield. Yep. Uh, as you're likely aware, Maine County is currently ranked as orange by the state. This is a warning metric in a case that is due to significant increase in deaths and new cases per 100,000 population. Uh, fully expect to move to Tier 1 mitigation either this week and early next week, which means additional restrictions on business and activities. doesn't mean necessarily exactly what we were we were doing before but just what's caused this large gatherings and events right things like funerals weddings mm-hmm. larger get-togethers parties sports mm-hmm. crowded bars restaurants people going to work symptomatic some citing they thought it was allergies congestion head cold and they're at work several days before they find out it actually is covid right uh, employers need to implement two times uh per day screenings if they haven't already um it's been in the guidance for months, and we can pre- prevent symptomatic people from coming into employ. I mean, a lot of people were working from home. We, a lot of have gone back to not mm-hmm. do what you can. I guess, yep, every, there's something we can all do. Yeah, please do yeah. it. We just got to do it, yeah. right? I don't think, I know there's a lot of blame passed down to people that go out to bars and stuff. Um, I've, I've, I haven't gone to a lot of places, but I've gone to, mm-hmm. I've stopped at a few places, mm-hmm. you know, here and there over the last few months, and I see people in bars wearing masks they're they're handling it fine mm-hmm. um but some people aren't they're not necessarily being told to, to put them on yeah and you got to figure a lot of local establishments are just trying to make every penny they can because they're, they're trying to catch up I and saw, especially these employees i saw a fight at lowe's man fight at lowe's <laughs> oh it was it was hilarious <laughs> All about masks yeah somebody sneezed and the guy was like you sneezed on me and the other guy was like sorry f you and i was like oh <laughs> goodness yeah it was it was well, tough. I mean, technically, don't sneeze on anybody yeah, at any point ever. Anybody, yeah. it was hilarious, man. It's frightening, hilarious, and I understood, but I just was like, look, y'all don't need to be fighting lows. Not a physical, yeah. you know. They didn't really get physical. It was just more so going back and forth. All right. So the IHSA has put out a statement just moments ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they appeared as the plaintiff in a temporary restraining order hearing in DuPage County's 18th Judicial Circuit Court. They did that today. The Honorable Paul Fullerton ruled in favor of the IHSA. They did not and did not grant the temporary restraining order. It sought The temporary restraining order sought to rescind the Board of Directors' decision to implement modified seasons in the fall, winter, spring, and summer uh, in the wake of the pandemic. If it had been granted, the temporary restraining order would not have impacted the ability to play any IHSA sports, which includes football, boys, soccer, girls, volleyball. Following the court's decision, Executive Director Craig Anderson released the following statement. As the executive director of the IHSA and the father of a current three-sport high school student-athlete, I want to speak candidly to all the student-athletes, coaches, and parents who are following today's lawsuit and have been impacted by the modifications of the IHSA seasons due to the pandemic. First and foremost, we know how important high school athletics are to your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. While the IHSA defended itself in court, our defense was not a rebuttal against expanding the participation opportunities for high school athletes in Illinois the IHSA has and continues to believe that we can safely conduct high school sports in Illinois throughout the 2020-2021 school year. We're already conducting cross-country, golf, swimming, and diving, and tennis this fall with a plan in place to run all sports and modified seasons this school year. 
If changes to that schedule are forthcoming, we feel that the path to achieving them is through collaboration with the Illinois Department of Public Health and state leadership as opposed to litigation. The Honorable Paul Fullerton ruled in the IHSA's favor in the temporary restraining order, but had the temporary restraining order been granted, it would not have been a victory for IHSA student-athletes. Traditional IHSA fall sports like football, soccer, and girls' volleyball would have remained on the sideline, along with all sports deemed medium or high risk based upon the youth sports guidelines set forth in state government's all-sports policy. It is important to acknowledge that COVID-19 is real. Uh, it has had an immeasurable impact on our state and country. We want to see IHSA student-athletes safely return to the fields and courts, just as so many high school student-athletes in surrounding states have. We believe we can mitigate many of the risks of the virus and successfully provide these opportunities for our students. This lawsuit shines a light on the need for more data and transparency from the uh, IDPH and state leadership on what benchmarks need to be accomplished in order for the IHSA to conduct further sports offerings. We have and will continue to lobby our contacts at the state and IDPH levels, providing them with relevant data from across the country. If there are no changes by them, we will continue with our contingency plan of offering IHSA sports in the winter, spring, and summer. Our goal remains to provide every IHSA student-athlete the opportunity to compete in their respective sport or sports in 2021. So... Mm. So there you go. Yep. Oh, wait. They missed, they worded that wrong. The IHSA was, <laughs> they just sent a correction. The IHSA was the defendant in the, in the case, not the plaintiff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the yeah. plaintiff was those, they were trying to put a temporary restraining order on the IHSA's rules like they would have put them on themselves, but mm-hmm. they still would have been sidelined by the state. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So. Yeah. They wanted to take the power of the IHSA's hands and I, the IHSA is saying, we won, but we're still on the same side. Mm-hmm. That's what the IHSA is trying to get across. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can knock the IHSA when they're doing what they're allowed to do right. by the government. So everybody's mad. It's annoying to see all these schools, states around us playing sports. But maybe we'll get there. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe we, might, we might get full seasons. I surely hope so. I, because if we do, that means we, we've done everything that we were supposed to do correctly. People that want to reverse it right now, I just feel like it's too late. Mm -hmm. I mean, basketball starts in six weeks. Mm -hmm. You're going to try and jam in football. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would much rather be starting football in the cold weeks of February than be finishing football at Christmas (laughs) and basketball starting at New Year's. I mean, Mm -hmm. and and that's football, girls volleyball, boys soccer. Volleyball doesn't matter because it's indoors. Mm -hmm. It's not as much of an issue. Uh, and maybe, maybe you know, I, th- I think it's going to be hard for some schools to to conduct girls volleyball, girls basketball, wrestling, everything they use the gyms for. Right. Although we don't have that many wrestling programs mm-hmm. in Central Illinois, there there are many throughout the state. So, um, you know, just like everything we've talked about before, this sucks for everybody. Everybody. You know, it's a crappy place to be in, but athletes want to play. But if if you even if you beat this and they change the plan now. I think it's too late. That by the, so I, I think if you change it, so if, the, if we come back, we start practice now for three weeks, and then games start what October twenty fourth when the Big Ten starts. Mm-hmm. What what do you want to play a six game season? I think you'll get more games in boys soccer and football players at least. I don't know about indoor sports, but I think you'll get more games in if you just wait now. Wait, right? You know, it's it's too late. It's too late for me to change this now. If they had been Maybe, maybe maybe the con, contact days are good enough um, for the county schools. Decatur's doing nothing, right? I mean, right, yeah, we're not doing anything. 
Um, do you want to comment on that personally? <laughs> no, no, we'll leave that one behind. <laughs> but um, you know, but but if the contact days are enough to count as practice, maybe. But I, I don't think it is. Like the, I don't think you could start much sooner than three weeks away from tomorrow. So yeah, man, it just sucks. 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 Yeah. So and I feel bad for those young people who's who really wants to play, man, and who needs to play. I mean, the IHSA, I'll mm-hmm. give it to them. They're trying. Right. They were told mm-hmm. by the government, you can't play nothing. Uh, we're going to try these sports. So they said, all right, well, we're not going to just kill the fall season the way we had to kill the spring season last year because there were no options left mm-hmm. on the table. Right. You still, you mean, I, I don't care if there's some travel leagues being played. Mm-hmm. The IHSA can't. They're, they're, they're being told they can't. And if they do, it's it's in gatherings of, what, less than 50. You ain't going anyway. Right. Uh, you know, whatever can be allowed. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I just think if if we stopped everything now or if we didn't, do you want a rushed season that gets done in December with with probably a very, very limited postseason? Mm-hmm. Or do you want a planned ahead, maybe not as limited postseason, with one or two more regular season games at a squirrely time of February, March, April? Mm-hmm. Um it, either way, it's going to be weird and different, but I think if you're not rushing it, it'll be enjoyed a little bit more. Yeah. We can get a full, if we can get a full basketball season, if, if they can play almost a full season between November and February, March, maybe play a third game a week. You know, what's one thing about basketball? The NBA can start in January, play their full season in the same amount of time just by adding a game a week. Mm-hmm. They can go, they can still get 82 in. Um, you know, high school, if, if they're allowed to do that by getting a third or a fourth game in some weeks. They can get a full season in. That's boys and girls basketball. Get a, get a maybe a modified postseason, and and maybe you rush a tournament a little bit. Maybe you play a morning afternoon tournament. I mean, things are going to look a little different this year. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be as spread out. It's not going to be as easy to do. There's going to be competitive advantage issues, mm-hmm. um, but that's just part of it. There's already competitive advantage advantage issues. What did Joey just talk about? That this football conference looked like three years ago. Uh, how about ten years ago? The team that went four and five in the Oka Valley Conference mm-hmm. could have won, could, could have you know competed for a state title in one A most years or two A if they could have just got in the. I don't know how many times I watched an A and M team as they were rebuilding, and I'm like, boy, this team would be dangerous in the postseason if they could just get there. Mm-hmm. And they win three games because Tuscola's loaded, Shelbyville's loaded, Saint Teresa's loaded, Moroa's loaded, um, Monticello's loaded. You know, if you want to go back to that Oka with with unity. I mean, it was almost impossible to get to that point. So there's always been competitive balance issues right. in high school sports. Um, the one advantage was in almost every other sport, everybody makes a postseason. That may or may not be the case this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be different. But just I just know one thing. The sooner you start planning and stop complaining, the better it's going to be for the kids. I like that thought. This you know? Yeah, that's I, good. I, 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 there was there's a point where the coaches there was still a chance they were trying to get trying to get this season back on, uh-huh. and and I'm not saying stop being annoyed because you're going to be annoyed, but tell me when your date is <laughs> that okay it's too late now maybe we're not there yet if you believe it you know if you think hey starting on October we could start in two weeks we could start on on Friday we can play Saturday games mm-hmm. we can practice on Saturday and Sunday we can get practices in. Kids can be ready. Let us play seven regular season games. We're okay with that. COVID hits. That would be better than February, March. That's the, then. That's the whole next step. Right. We've got schools out right now. Uh huh. Right. You know, literally out. I mean, I won't. I don't know. Maybe it's not public knowledge, but one school is completely out right now. Another right. school, middle school, is out. I think mm-hmm. there's some grade schools out. 
Decatur Public Schools continue to extend the timing because of the numbers for COVID. Right. That's going to affect sports, and you're going to rush it back, and then your season's going to get jacked around and screwed with anyway. Exactly. I think it's time mm-hmm. to say, dead argument, let's find a way to make this as as great as it can possibly be for all of our student-athletes in our school that play all these different sports, accepting that it's going to have to be in the spring or late. or late There winter. it is. And it might just be it, – it's just going to be – Simpler that way. Because mm-hmm. th- every time you say, every time you, you go, here, you know what we could do on Twitter? We could just do this and start and in two weeks. You're putting like a thought in that kid's head that maybe it's possible because you're, <laughs> you're the adult, you know, and you're the parent or you're the coach or, and, I, and I'm, it's okay with it to a certain point. You were still fighting, but I just feel like the calendar is not our, is not your friend now. The oh, calendar is not your friend and the COVID numbers are not your right, friend. Right, exactly. It's Again, not. no matter what you think or feel about COVID numbers. Right, right. This state is not, this, this, the, the person that runs this state is not going to suddenly change your mind, especially mm-hmm. when the numbers continue to rise. Especially when the numbers continue to rise. You play, you, so if, if he says yes and then someone catches COVID, then now we're out for, yeah. <laughs> forever. But we all have our, everybody has their own opinion on his yeah. opinion of COVID. Right, yeah, definitely. But it's just, that doesn't mean it's going to change. Right. Exactly. So let's let's start looking ahead and getting some answers and getting a feel for what the spring will look like. And the more prepared the kids are, the more prepared the coaches are, the more fun it'll be, the less quirky it'll be. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you find a way to get it in. You find a way to appreciate. I, I'm, I'm not against mixing some sports up here if you need to. Is it mm-hmm. better to avoid volleyball clashing their practice time with the end of basketball season? Because you got boys, girls, basketball, wrestling, using a gym. You've got volleyball about to use a gym. Maybe volleyball should be a summer sport for one season, you mm-hmm. know, if, if that's an issue. If the soccer and track teams are are, are banging heads, you know, you know, mm-hmm. make, you know, do, do you just try to find someone, you know, because you're going to use the same kind of field. Mm-hmm. I think you can probably play a soccer game while you're having a, a track meet if you had to, you know, maybe not events, but definitely practice. Right. So, and you've got. And have done that before. Girls soccer is a spring sport anyway. Boys soccer is a fall sport. If, but if the two soccer teams trying to use the field clashes with track or whatever, you know, football is also out there. Most mm-hmm. schools have a soccer field and a football field. Some don't, but they've at least got a practice field. Um, maybe, maybe you move. Maybe boys, maybe boys soccer goes all the way to the spring. I change venues. You Find know. a way. I mean, I, but I think there's a way. If you start, if you start the planning process now instead of dwelling on what isn't happening. Uh, you, you should be so much more prepared. Yeah, I like that proactive approach. Yeah, you but mean, yeah. It, 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 I guess it's acceptance. You know, at what point, if you're not acceptant of it, mm-hmm. the sooner you accept it, the better prepared you can be for, okay, we tried. Right. But now yeah. it's October 1st. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, 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 and at the best case scenario, do you really want a state championship game the week before Christmas? And that's to get in. With practice, that's to get in seven, eight games. You know, maybe my math is a little off, but but that's if a decision was made today. You know, mm-hmm. and that's not going to happen. And it's not going to happen. So you're going to fight and fight and fight to at the least make you know get a season to start in a week or two, then a week or two of practice. Now it's November before you start, and now you're messing with the winter kids. You know, because basketball practice is supposed to start. Are you worried about the injuries in the in the spring, knowing that they're going to be starting around February and then playing game around March with the the way the weather is in Illinois, because I know some coaches brought that up, that concussions could increase, the ground is harder. I mean, is that I mean, a legitimate concern you would say right now? Uh, it's just too late. It's going to be the same difference. You tell me the grounds, as, as 
Uh, it's like a summer ground out there right now. And, and that's what I was saying. 59 degrees about, is our high tomorrow. It's already going down right now. Yeah, I mean, so. it, it's not going to be much different. Now, now, yeah, if we have a really cold winter and it's 20 degrees in Mar- on March 1st, yeah, it's going to be a little bit more of a concern. It's going to be a lot closer to playoff football at the tail end, but hopefully by the time that ends in May, you've got gorgeous weather. Um, it'll be the flip of what a season is now. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing to have concern about, but con- concussions are always a top-notch concern. Anyway, uh, I think slamming into each other is probably a little more dangerous than, than hitting the ground in most scenarios. So I think it's just a sucky situation, period. So, yeah. I mean, I got, I got all the, I got, I understood all the arguments up until now. But all I'm saying is at some point you've got to take your chips and go to the window and cash them in and now clean slate. Let's start over. We have to accept that we're not going to be able to play football until a certain date. And if you're not right. to that date yet, what is that date? But I feel like right now, what, you're going to take two weeks off in Christmas and finish in January? I mean, it's, none of that's going to make sense. Yeah, I agree. I think the biggest thing right now is you're not giving play, kids false hope. You're going to play anything. Thanksgiving weekend? Exactly. I mean, yeah, teams make it happen that, that are in the state championship, but families accept that because you're playing in the state championship. They're not going to accept it if that's week six and, and you're one and five. It's like, no, you're going to go to grandma's for Thanksgiving. <laughs> you're not going to go do this practice on Thanksgiving Day or, or whatever. It, you know, everything's... Right. There's just not enough time. I mean, we are, what, seven weeks to Thanksgiving, eight weeks to Thanksgiving right now? Right now. Yeah. So great value and effort. I'm not knocking any coaches and any ADs for trying to get it done. Mm. But just it didn't happen. So, And that's not even what this IHSA info was about today. We get a break, come back to wrap things up. Another peak of the three-day weather forecast on the way to it. The Rev Courtney Carson. This is... Your WSOY three-day forecast. Today, a 20% chance of showers after 3 p.m. and windy, otherwise mostly sunny with a high near 64. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 41. On Friday, it's mostly sunny with a high near 58. And Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 62. This is your WSOY three-day forecast with your boy, The Rev. Courtney Carson, you stay blessed and productive and keep hope alive. And as we go to break, phone lines are open, 875-1340. Dom, will wait a minute, so if you're on the stream, call right now. But 875-1340, the Good Neighbor Giveaway, brought to you by State Farm Agents, Rob Libick, Allie Doolin, and Mike Mandrell. Somebody's going to win a $25 gift certificate. Dial them up now, 875-1340. We're right back, for, we're right back with Tim Kane to talk sport talk. KC is best known for its barbecue in the city of Fountains. Well, KC is bringing that famous barbecue smoke taste to your city at the all-new Kansas City Barbecue Pit. If you're hungry, it's time for a switch. Check out Kansas City's Barbecue Pit. If you're hungry, it's time for a switch. Check out Kansas City's Barbecue Pit. Come on down to Kansas City Barbecue Pit at 2645 North Oakland AM. A full menu of what KC's famous for. Barbecue ribs, rib tips, brisket, pork, chicken, turkey, Polish, smoked taters, baked beans, potato salad, coleslaw. They even got desserts. Check out $7 all-in meal specials. Seafood Saturday, Jerk Fridays. Open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday, 12 to 5. For info or call-in orders, call 217-220-6090. Ooh, we gotta get it. Yeah! With 
record low inventory, low interest rates, and climbing demand, this isn't a buyer's or a seller's market. This is everyone's market. Now's the time to start planning your next move. Whether you're looking to buy or sell, Brink Auto Realtors has the team and resources you need to get started. Call 217-875-0555 or visit BrinkOtter.com today. Our technology, expertise, and network is your powerful advantage. Find your way home. BrinkOtter.com. As the primary entrance for most homes, the garage door is estimated to operate over 1,800 times per year. To ensure your garage door is always in top-notch condition, let the professionals at Mid-State Overhead Doors help with the garage door tune-up. A simple once-per-year preventative maintenance inspection can improve safety conditions, reduce repair costs, and increase the life expectancy of a garage door opener, garage door parts, and hardware. And it's so easy to do. Just give Mid-State Overhead Doors a call at 422-8030. That's 422-8030. Mid-State Overhead Doors. Everybody plays. Everybody plays. Everybody plays. Play It Again Sports knows play. We sell and buy new and quality used sports and fitness equipment for less, and we pay on the spot so everybody can play. Visit your locally owned Play It Again Sports, located in Brentwood Village, Indicator, or online at playitagainsports.com. Play It Again Sports, the official sponsor of all those who play. Local sports are a hot topic on the newly returned Eric Lee Show with Richland's Courtney Carson, presented by Earthmover Credit Union. And when our guest is a coach, athlete, sports writer, or event organizer, that's when we take you inside the locker room, presented by Brinkotter Realtors. All sports interviews, courtesy of Cetra, Illinois' premier real estate agency, Brinkotter, and all available under its own tab of podcasts at NowDecatur.com and the free NowDecatur app. So join Eric and Courtney as they go inside the locker room, thanks to Brinkotter Realtors, weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. on WS. Everybody plays. Everybody plays. Everybody plays. Play It Again Sports knows play. We sell and buy new and quality used sports and fitness equipment for less. And we pay on the spot. So everybody can play. Visit your locally owned Play It Again Sports. Located in Brentwood Village, Indicator. Or online at playitagainsports.com. Play It Again Sports. The official sponsor of all those who play. This is the Eric Lee Show on WSOY 1340 AM and 103.3 FM, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. I've heard this song a few times. Who is this? It's Train. Huh? Train. What's it's drive saying? by by train. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's all right. It's got a good beat to it. We ran out of time. I had to just click something. That's all right. Who won uh who won the State Farm Good Neighbor giveaway? That was Brenda Amer. Is that the first female to win, by the way? Brenda Amer. First female? Took long enough. <laughs> All these dudes keep winning, and uh, I, I haven't talked to Allie in a few days, but uh, many hadn't gone to pick up their uh, their prize yet. So, uh, first come, first serve on uh, on stopping at Allie's office to pick those up. Twenty five dollar gift cards to twenty five different local uh, twenty twenty different twenty five dollar gift cards to different locally owned establishments in town. Once we've given away twenty, we uh, shift you to pick them up at Mike Mandrell's office next to Rob Lippick's office there on Pershing. Um, so yeah, Allie's <laughs> office behind McDonald's in Forsyth. 
go pick those up or give yeah. me permission to go pick yeah. yours up for you yeah. and and spend it. All right. We, well, we're almost done. So Sport Talk, Tim Kane was not a, was not reachable, but we're almost a Sport Talk anyway. So uh, that's going to come up next. And obviously plenty of talk, uh, you know, football season three weeks in, baseball playoffs, always Illinois goodies, plenty to do. So we're going to check out here in about three minutes. Uh, Sport Talk's going to fire up Mark Tupper, Tim Kane. All right, no show tomorrow. No show tomorrow. But plenty of stuff in place of the show, 12 hours of broadcast uh, from the 19th Annual WSLY Community Food Drive. I'll probably pop on it at times out there. If Brian gets out and about doing pictures. Need a quick break, but mm-hmm. but not no assigned time. Brian, Brian and Kevin, they'll be in control all day. And uh, be sure to give. Take care of uh, your fellow man. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. Food drive tomorrow. And uh, you've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.